Hey, I'm Dr. Brady Weirich from Intermountain Center for Wellbeing. This is our lead health coach, who also happens to be my lovely wife, Kim. And we want to go through and talk about the details of the weight loss program that we're using and why so many people are doing phenomenally well and not just losing weight, but getting more energy, getting less joint pain, seeing better overall health. Uh, so that's what we're going to discuss in this video. Perfect. Awesome. What's the main premise of the, health of the weight loss program? We're, we're helping people lose weight for two reasons. Number one, we're helping to control and regulate their insulin response. And number two, we're helping to decrease what we call their overall inflammatory load. The big problem with the standard American diet is all of the refined grains, the refined sugars, the bad oils, etc. Basically what they do when you eat those things is they drive these inflammatory pathways that will push insulin levels up and cause basically autoimmune destruction from the inside out that may not be visible from like symptoms other than causing you to gain weight and causing your blood sugar to go up over time. So we're helping people get rid of those issues and reset their metabolism to get them back on the right track. Okay, so you are super scientific. What is insulin? <laughs> no one has ever called me scientific before. Um, like Insulin is actually a hormone. It is secreted by your pancreas. So basically what happens is your brain and your biochemistry is all run on these what are called biofeedback loops. Okay, so you got this little part right here between your eyes and your brain called your, your hypothalamus. And then right down between your eyes is a little gland hanging down called your pituitary gland. And basically what they do is they regulate your blood chemistry with, with receptors and sensors that talk back and forth saying, hey, you know, this is low, that's high, let's adjust our body system. So in this particular case, what they do is they're going to measure blood sugar. So when blood sugar goes up because you're eating, your hypothalamus tells your pituitary that, hey, we need more insulin. So your pituitary gland will literally tell your pancreas to secrete more insulin. Insulin goes out and basically takes blood sugar and shoves it back into the cell so you can use it as energy. Okay. The problem with the standard American diet the way that it is, is that we don't just dysregulate what's happening up here in our brains. We also dysregulate what's happening at the cellular level. And that whole system gets messed up and the end result is... Our blood pressure goes up, our cholesterol numbers go up, our weight goes up. And I think the average American gains 5 to 10 pounds every year. Okay, so we're dumping excess insulin continually. Right. Because of the food that we eat. Because of the food we eat, correct. Okay, so correct the food that you eat. Right. Insulin's not getting dumped into your system. And there's, there's yes, that's 100% correct. And then there's this whole other layer of these toxins that we expose ourselves to that are basically making it so our, it's dysregulated our hormones. Insulin is a hormone. Um, you have hunger hormones. You have feeling full hormones. That whole system is getting disrupted basically from the garbage we're putting on our body, putting on and in our bodies, and that's causing us to gain weight at an exponential rate. Okay. Okay. So how, aside from food, is food the only way insulin is controlled? Like for us. But lots of people we're getting patient-wise are controlling their insulin through medication. Right. What's the downside to controlling your insulin through medication? You're not you're never fixing the problem. Okay. You're just covering band up the, you're band-aiding the symptoms. Okay. So is there another way to control insulin? Absolutely, that's through exercise. Okay. I, more and more stuff is coming out saying, 
that our muscles are actually these big endocrine organs uh, and the, the better and endocrine means hormone they're big hormone organs the better muscle tone that we have the more we exercise the better our body regulates insulin etc now i want to be clear that in this program we don't want you exercising until towards the end uh, or I, think I should say that differently. We don't want you doing strenuous exercise until towards walk. the end. Right. We want you walking, uh, but towards the end, when we start giving, getting a little more fuel into the system, then we want you to start exercising more. Okay. So that's why muscle tone is important. Though. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Perfect. What about inflammation? Because you have insulin issues, you have inflammation issues, both those will drive weight. Right. Correct. So explain to people, I don't think people know, we hear inflammation all the time. Like, oh, you have increased inflammation. Oh, you're eating this. You have increased inflammation. But inflammation as a process is a, a positive thing our body is trying to do. Inflammation. So maybe explain, like, how does inflammation work? What scientifically, what is inflammation? There's that word again. <laughs> you have to have inflammation to survive. Okay. okay so if we cut, we cut ourselves, we give ourselves a little scrape, what's going to happen? It'll turn red. It'll turn red. Bleeding. It'll get all poofy. And you'll start to see some pus forming. And all that is good inflammation because there might be a, some bacteria in there that we don't want uh, to get into our body. So our body needs to fight that off. That's the good side of inflammation. Okay. So everything's rushing to the site. To try to right. Okay. Chron the problem with chronic inflammation, and I tell people this all the time, most of the stress that you have in your life doesn't come from you know, jobs, relationships, money, stress, the most stress in your life actually comes from what you're putting in your mouth. Okay. A, the problem is, is when we have too much inflammation, inflammation dysregulates your immune system. And then all of a sudden we have all these autoimmune conditions where your body's actually turning against yourself and attacking yourself. So a, the scratch response is happening on the inside. Right. Okay. Right. It's happening on the inside but it's out of control and we keep doing it over and over and over three times a day, you know, four or five, six times Tell a day, times. <laughs> right? Uh, just okay. from everything that we're putting into our mouths. You know, perfect example yesterday, we saw that little boy that had a had big skin rash on his on his face. What was, the, what was the comment I made to you? Get that boy off gluten, right? That's a perfect example of an immune system that's dysregulated because of an inflammatory food someone's eating and it's manifesting itself through, in this case, a, a rash. Okay. Okay. So inflammation, dysregulated insulin, crazy amounts of inflammation right. is going to lead to not just weight gain, but typically chronic disease. I would say with most of our patients, we're seeing half, half how many of you would say are on medication for some chronic illness? 90%. Okay. So these include just blood pressure, like mm -hmm. blood pressure medication, Blood sugar right. medication would be the most common. Right. Okay. I know for me, I'm, oh, cholesterol right. medication. Okay. <laughs> Which all can be controlled through food. Absolutely. So we are seeing that on the daily, on phone calls, that not having to use blood sugar medication. I haven't used insulin for three weeks or right. I'm on my blood pressure medication, but whoa, my blood pressure is way too low now. So now I'm dizzy, right? Because... But, and, but I've always had high blood pressure. What's right, going on? Right. So we're missing a lot of education too, just typically of, oh, well, if you, I don't think people understand they could correct it maybe, right? It's just like, my, well, I've just been told I need to take this medication for the rest of my life. 
So when my blood pressure is going down, they're confused about why it's going down. But it's simple. Right. Like we're losing weight. We're eating better food. We don't even need blood pressure medicine anymore. Right. We don't need insulin anymore. To be crystal clear, we're not telling people to get off their medications. We're saying when you see symptoms X, Y, Z right. decrease, that's when you need to go talk to your doctor. And hopefully your doctor has a brain in their head and will say something along the lines of, hey, let's reduce your medications versus you're not eating enough calories. Right. <laughs> that happened. That happened once. But I have had one this week who just said, we're going to decrease your your medication. I'm guessing you don't need as strong of medication yep. anymore. So that happens, was, every, happens day. every day. So that's super cool. Okay. In addition to weight loss, what does that do to our joints? How are our joints impacted? I don't think it's just weight. I think most people think I'm losing weight, therefore I don't have as much pressure on right. my joints. But for example, myself, I didn't lose weight when I changed my diet. I had autoimmune disease. My joints got better because I reduced inflammation regardless of weight. So joint health can actually improve just from cleaning up our food, which is the great thing about this program, right? We're not just teaching people to lose weight. Because once you lose the weight, you want to keep the inflammatory foods out so your joints will stay healthy. Right. Is that right? Right. And so you keep the weight off. I mean, obviously, obviously there's a mechanical part of this, right? If I weigh X amount, that's going to put Y amount of pressure on my knees. That should make sense to everyone. Uh, the part that you're referring to isn't often talked about because people start saying once they have arthritis, oh, there's nothing you can do. It's arthritis. Okay. No, there's a lot you can do. Because your immune system, because of its dysregulation, when you eat foods that create inflammation, your immune system actually attack your joints. So if we can take that piece away, it gets the inflammation out of the joints and all of a sudden you're not, your joints just aren't feeling better because there's 25 pounds less on them. Your joints are actually feeling better because your immune system's not attacking them actively. So you're getting it from both ends? Both ends. Both ends. Okay. <laughs> yes, so this is what we talk about at night. <laughs> so we're... we're Okay, so what does the food look like then? Let's, let's talk about that. So every day I'm coaching people. You're meeting with patients. Right, right. People are losing weight. Um, it differs for the person of how much weight they're losing, but everybody that sticks to the program, that sticks to the program is losing a, a considerable amount of weight right. every every week. Um, so what does the food look like? What, what foods are we getting rid of? Mm -hmm. What foods? I think the important thing is you have to add back in good foods. Some people come to us, they're okay with getting rid of the bad food, but literally adults saying, but I don't eat vegetables, or I don't think I can eat protein. Um, so let's talk about, we have certain foods in the program, not just because they're getting rid of the bad stuff, but there's actually nutrient nutrition right. in the foods we're having people eat that your body actually needs. Nutrient-dense whole foods. So... When, I, for when we first meet with people, I always encourage them to start by keeping it simple. Keep it as simple as you can. So for most people, their, their food will look like in the beginning, we have them skip breakfast, which I love telling people all the time. I think breakfast was invented by people who want to sell you pancakes. Right? That whole <laughs> thing about breakfast is the most important part of the meal of the day. That's a marketing slogan. That's all that is. What you eat, the first thing you put in your mouth is the most important. Hey, so get me off on that tangent. Hey, so we have you skip breakfast and then we do want you to shove your, your feeding window into an eight hour window so that you are eating eight hours of the day and intermittent fasting 16 hours of the day. 
which can also be thought of as like a time restricted eating. Right. Right. Like, which is both just a fancy way of saying you're not eating. Skip breakfast. Right. Hey, so for lunch and for dinner, basically what we have you focus on is four ounces of, of protein. The less processed, the better. So chicken, fish, beef, et cetera. Hey. Not, not sausage links, hot dogs. Right. Stay away from the processed Turkey. stuff. Uh, but four ounces of protein, four ounces of fruit, but we want to stay away from the high glycemic fruits. Such Explain as, that because I don't think people so understand. High glycemic meat basically means when you eat a certain food, there's this thing called the glycemic index, which is there's actually a numerical value of how much it will raise your blood sugar. So the most, the most, the highest um, glycemic foods are bananas, fruits, excuse me, bananas, pineapples, mangoes, and grapes those foods will spike your blood sugar really fast and cause those insulin surges to happen. And when you get those insulin surges, that's when you gain weight. And we're trying to stay away from that. We're trying to stay away from that. So eat fruit, but not... Any fruit, except for bananas, pineapples, mangoes, and grapes. Four ounces of vegetables. Any vegetable except for the high glycemic vegetables or high starch vegetables, which are potatoes, corn. I mean, honestly, corn is not a vegetable. I don't know who... Decided. Decided that. The Uh, government. But they pay for it. Right. Potatoes, corn, peas, carrots. Those are the four that you stay away from. And we have a running joke um, in our in our office and our staff about sweet potatoes. Uh, You want to stay away from yams, but sweet potatoes on occasion are okay. But really, any other vegetable. So when you look, well, not not kidney beans, black beans. Right. Well, no beans except for green beans. Right. So when you look at that, that's pretty simple. And when you actually weigh your food, that, that's 12 ounces of food per meal. It's quite a bit of food. Right. Okay. Right. People panic because they're used to going to a restaurant and getting a 12-ounce steak. Right. But that's, like, that's, disgusting. Right. We shouldn't so. be eating that. <laughs> <laughs> so there so are... You can, so grill, grill, your, grill yourself a chicken breast, get some berries, right. you know, steam some broccoli. And Boom. The, the hardest part of that you see on the daily is... People don't know how to cook. Well, they don't know how to cook, but they're also just so addicted to the other crap. Right. It's like the sooner people realize that food companies are addicting you to, are putting stuff in your food to addict you to it, so you keep buying it. Right. The better off they're going to be. Right. Right. So you're going to have people that have those little mini meltdowns over X Y Z, which is usually sugar and gluten. but if we keep those things out, keep it simple, you know, four ounces of fruit, four ounces of vegetables, four ounces of protein for lunch, same thing for dinner. Oh yeah, by the way, there are some free stuff that you can have in between. Um, I lovingly call it rabbit food, <laughs> but it is what it is, right? So there's salads and things and, and we'll always make recommendations on dressings and healthy oils. You can have oils. cucumbers right. and celery, right. peppers and onions. or Right, <laughs> and then there's some, so like I said, the dressing. Some dressings are actually healthy. Like most manufactured dressings that are on the wall, the, the shelves. shelves at your, you know, your neighborhood grocery store, they're terrible. Right, they're in, they're full of sugar and vegetable oils, and right. you know, if you want to look at the real causes of of cardiovascular disease, look at those oils. Look at sugar. Right. they're in those dressings. Right, so people think you're eating healthy because you're eating a salad, but then and you're killing yourself with the dressing. You are not. You can make your own dressings. You can. Um, or there are some that you can buy. But you can also just snack on a few other good veggies. Follow us for more recipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it works because you're getting rid of inflammatory right, food. Right. 
You're eating foods that have nutrients that your body needs. Right. So when we get people that say, I just can't eat protein, what, what, what's happening? You can't build muscle. You can't. I, I, I <laughs> want to say good luck. Um, God gave us these sharp pointy teeth for a reason. Um, that it, it's tough to do if you don't eat, if you don't have a varied protein source. Right. Your brain and your body need those proteins. Okay. Same with vegetables. Same with vegetables. Right. There's yeah. nutrients in the vegetables. You are, an, needs that, right? you are an adult human being. Quit whining about it and eat your vegetables. <laughs> And and I think you can teach yourself to eat vegetables. Yeah, absolutely. Like there are definitely vegetables I did not eat prior to changing my diet. Like, okay, I can no longer have peas, carrots, beet, like whatever. Okay, I've never eaten a Brussels sprout before, but guess what? Not only do I like them, my kids like them. Right. Or I've never had, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Well, you love beets. I'd never had beets before. Oh, it turns out they're better than I thought. Or is it the best thing that I've ever eaten? Like, is it my favorite it's not my go-to, right. but like I can appreciate the nutritional value that I'm going to gain. Therefore, I can eat four ounces. Right. Like, and just recognizing that like it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to taste like a pastry. We don't have to enjoy everything we're eating as much as maybe we were what we were eating before, because we're going to feel so well. Right. Then you're going to have the momentum of like, oh, this matters. Right. I feel well. Okay, so, I can keep eating this. So you can teach yourself. Right. I didn't like salmon before. Like, you know, once you get to the maintenance part of this program, fatty fish like salmon is super good for you. It's full of omega-3s, you right? Need it. You need it. I didn't like it before. Oh, let me just eat it a few more times. Let me cook it a few different ways. Oh, actually, I like it. And you don't have to put brown sugar on it to make it taste good. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, people can take everything that we've just said and they can run with what we just said and, and they'll lose weight. They'll feel better. They're going to go through an extended period where it's not going to be very fun for them because they're on a restricted calorie diet. We use that word very, very rarely. Because they're not counting calories. Right. Calories, that old model is broken and dead. And it's just, it doesn't work. So you, in the beginning, when you're only eating that little of food, you are in a deficit. Right. Your body has a tendency of going into a starvation state when you do that, when you do that, it will eat away protein instead of fat, and that can be challenging to reverse. To reverse, right? So that's where the drops come in. Uh, the drops in this program; these are our lipotropic drops. They're basically um, little chunks of proteins that work on that same brain pathway that I talked about earlier. But what they're going to do for us is they're going to keep the body from going into those starvation states. So it's going to burn fat instead of protein and not get us into that dangerous spot where we're burning off protein and the consequences of that. But they're also going to make it so you have less hunger, you lost less sugar cravings, they're actually appetite suppressants. So when those drops really kick in, I tell people all the time, you're going to know when they kick in <laughs> because you're going to stop craving food. Because at the end of the day, what we're doing here, yes, we're getting rid of inflammation. Yes, we're getting rid or we're helping Regulate to stabilize insulin. the insulin responses. But this is also, you know, the old adage of when you put so much food in your stomach, it stretches so far, and then you have to eat more the next time to fill it. That's absolutely true. And if you start eating less, it's going to shrink it down. So essentially what we're doing here is skipping the surgical intervention that it takes to shrink the stomach down. And we're actually shrinking the stomach down just by 
less food. Less food, more natural food. Which which you want to do. Because right. I have I have people saying, So am I ever gonna be able to eat a lot again? And my thought is why would like, you want to? You don't want to. Right. <laughs> like that is why we gain weight because we're we we do not need to eat the twelve ounce steak and the chocolate cake. Like your your body's gonna respond better if you just keep your stomach small, you'll feel full right. more fast, right. and boom, you'll keep your weight off. Right. And I think that's the other key, right? Like the program is four months. In the four months, we're teaching people, they're restricting their what they're eating, they're taking drops, they're getting health coaching. But ultimately, hopefully, they're learning right. that I don't need to eat so much. This is the food that I should eat. This is why. So that when I leave this program, I don't gain my weight back. Like right. the worst right. thing to do is to finish four months. You've lost 40 pounds. And then you go back. You're and off of your meditation. Either. And then you're like, whoo. Pizza every day, back to sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud of the educational component that we have here. I think it's awesome. I think we're doing a, a tremendous service for people actually teaching them what it is to eat healthy. So yes, that's a huge part of it. Four months time frame. We want you by the end of that time frame to know how to take care of yourself. What we're also trying to do is build up some metabolic flexibility. And what I mean by that is when you're done with this program, 90% of the time we do want you to eat like a champion. And 10% of the time, if you want to do what you want to do, that's fine. Hopefully you've built up enough metabolic flexibility. What that does that mean? Your body can handle a donut every now and then. Like, because you, it's right. not going to send out this huge cascade that takes a week to recover. So, right. It doesn't send out that huge inflammatory cascade. It'll eat the donut. Be back on track the next, you know, that day, back to okay. eating like a champion. Now, there's a certain population of people you cannot do that. I'm sitting next to one of them. Uh, if you did that, it's going to make you sick. Right. So we'll have that conversation looks a lot different when we when we already know we're coming into uh, working with someone who has some sort of already known autoimmune disease, et cetera. Uh, but but for the average person, for the average that's person, just losing weight. let's get the weight off of you. Let's teach you how to do it. The right way when we're done. That way, the weight stays gone, and and you can have your treats. And you can have your you can have a your flow you on occasion. Have, right. But you know, even that, you have to be a little careful too, because you know, you think a cheat day once a week. How many weeks are there in a year? Right. That's 50, 54? 52. 52 times that you're cheating. That's not. That's not okay. Like that's too much. What, what does that look like? You know, I'm just trying to think like in my own head, like, because pe people ask that every day when I'm talking to them, like, um, when can I have bread back? When can I have ice cream back? And trying to realize like, do you want your meds back? Hopefully never <laughs> on a regular basis. Right. But if you go out, you know, with your family, granted, you could still get your burger without a bun. Like just because you've now at your ideal weight, maybe you found that that's okay to eat. Mm -hmm. But say you want to have the splurge or it's your birthday, you want to have the cake, like whatever, but maybe you've learned you don't have to eat the whole cake, you right. can just eat a piece, right. a small piece. So having those, but not doing it all the time. And hopefully there's some foods you just feel like you don't have to go back to. I, you know, there, bread for, is a perfect example. That's one that I do hear fairly often. And I think bread equals sugar. Like there are... Let me see if I got this right. Bread spikes your blood sugar faster than ice cream. Right. There are two teaspoons. I'm trying to remember. I just read a study. Two teaspoons of sugar per slice of bread. That's more than nine tablespoons. So you're getting four in a sandwich. Yeah. 
Um, not to mention what's in the sandwich, but it's just like, that's a lot. <laughs> it's like equal to, it's more than soda. Right. right. And it's not just the sugar. Right. 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 You're having all, all the other stuff too. You're having a, basically a loaf of Roundup. That's going right. to dysregulate your gut and cause your immune system to go berserk. Like it's just not. Right. So hopefully there's some things that you don't ever have to have that. Right. But I realize there's some things that people want. They want to have treat once in a while. Right. But there's good treats you can have too. So it's teaching people that there's other foods uh, to be enjoyed. Yep. Feels like we're starting to ramble. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else I thought. Okay, so um, what if somebody comes in, they, they have no idea. I mean, I think someone can get the basics of, I can cook a chicken breast, I can whatever. But some people really like to cook. So we do provide recipes. There are lots of recipes that you can look at. We, we provide meal plans. So people aren't, don't have to go at this totally alone. We don't provide food for people, but we provide a lot of support as far as recipes, meal planning, um, depending on what their their needs are. So you don't have to feel like, I have no idea what to eat. I think that's why people gravitate towards packaged food. Packaged food is horrible for you right. for the most part. There are some good packaged foods now, but they gravitate towards that because they don't know what to eat right. or how to make it. But I think you can learn. Like I wouldn't consider myself prior like this great chef or anything, but it's like, wow, you learn, you can get some good recipes and you can learn what ingredients are and you can learn how to make things. Now we can make food without a recipe because we just right. understand good food. So I think there's a good component of that too, of just like we, um, one of the biggest disservices we do is like, we don't cook, like cook with your family, cook with your children, sit down and eat with your family, teach right? Your because teach your kids how to cook, teach your kids how to eat because chronic disease. So many people think chronic disease is genetic. Like, Oh, my dad died of a heart attack. Oh, my family has high blood pressure. I mean, how many sheets do you fill out in the doctor's office of how many generations you have to go back of checking heart disease, high right, blood pressure? Right. Which have their genetic components. They have a genetic component. But but typically, all the studies I've been reading lately are, it's because you eat in your family, right? right? So the habits are passed down. You eat what your parents eat. And, so, and so if you can change that up, then you can... You can kind of eradicate that. You right. can change that line. So, okay, my parents had high blood pressure, but if I can change that, then it's possible my kids will not. Right. Um, and a lot of that has to do with what's going on in our four. Right. So it's not well, just, what's the old adage? Like uh, genetics loads the gun, but your environment, environment and your food the pulls the trigger. Like so Convenience comes at a huge cost. Right. Right. Conven the cost of convenience is chronic disease. Right. And so you look at a prepackaged, you know, I think of like Lean Cuisine, like that brand, right? How many times? <laughs> Y'all should, should go to the grocery store with us. It's actually amusing. Uh, but like Lean Cuisine, for example, they make all these health claims on the front of the package to make you think you're eating something that's actually good for you when you're not even close. It's just low calorie. It's just low calorie, but it's high in inflammatory load. And the cost of that lean cuisine isn't $3.99 a meal or whatever it is. It's actually chronic disease. So you have to learn how to take care of yourself. Right. And fast food. I mean, why do people fall into the trap? They finish work. They work a long day. Right. I didn't prepare ahead of time. So we're going to swing into Chick-fil-A because it's healthy. And it must be good for you because the line is so long. 
and it tastes really good. It's because of MSG because all those addicts. And so we just do that because it's easy. But you can learn to make things ahead of time that can become as easy if you put a little bit of time in. Yep, and we'll teach you how. So learn to cook, eat good food, lose weight, don't be a fatty.